When we talk more about things like napping as adults, we also contribute to the normalization of these uh, topics, removing the stigma, and we make the concepts more more accessible. And maybe next time, instead of dismissing the idea of sleeping in the middle of the day, we do like our ancestors have done for centuries and go for a nap. Welcome to episode 7 of Unproductivity, the podcast about rest. In today's episode, titled The Art of Napping, um, we're going to talk about that sweet, sweet concept of sleeping during the day. I will talk a bit about what napping is, go to the like physiological slash biological slash evolutionary reasons, <laughs> as well as the other reason why you should try napping, um, and give a one-on-one on napping. A lot of information packed in today's episode, so let's get started. The Western society slash global north uh, lives in what's called a monophasic sleep culture, meaning that we only sleep one mono um, time in a day. It has become such a norm here that we don't really realize that one, there are alternatives, and two, it might not be natural, and three, it's just one culture among many. In here, sleeping more than one time a day is seen as a sign of weakness, um, because it's only allowed for those who are considered to be, like, weaker in some way. Children, um, sick people, or uh, elderly people. And when I say things like allowed, I really mean that there are, like, social norms that govern how certain social constructs or cultural uh, features are seen. I mean, um, that the way that we sleep, the eight hours that's considered to be the optimized norm for all, is seen as quote-unquote normal or acceptable way of being, and everything else is seen like um, deviance. It's not necessarily like wrong directly, um, but the way life is structured in here and the way that society works um portrayed certain things as the like right way of living and the true way of living that is why we are so cautious or like un- unwilling to question these things we we have always believed that there's this one way of doing things and it is reinforced by the information we receive from our environment our like social contacts social media like movies and series like traditional media etc um the way People talk about the like quote unquote successful or right way of doing things is essentially what we want to adhere to also. But what does this have to do with napping? Isn't the word even such like a childish thing? Um, when you grow up, you're being told that you're too old to have naps, because um, they're only for babies. You know, oh, you're such a big boy already. Uh, you shouldn't be sleeping anymore. Um, and ever since then, we don't stop to think that maybe it's not just us uh, who don't have the need to rest during the day. Maybe it's just the society and the way it works that needs us not to rest or not want to rest during the day. I rarely want to go to the like biological or physiological details on resting. Um, just because I feel that it's not the like ultimate truth or the factor that's most convincing. And I don't want to approach rest from like a physiological perspective, because there is a lot more to it and a lot more to us than just like biological needs. 
And I feel like it's often used to justify a lot of things and it's often the first kind of like thing we resort to when we're talking about anything and I don't I don't want I don't want to emphasize or or support the idea that that we only we're only allowed to or we only should do things because of physiological or evolutionary reasons. Uh, that being said, um this time I do want to point out something though. Um and I will be going after the book uh called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Um and I I think it's because I like to provide like a different perspective to this. I feel like I have talked a lot about the sociological issues and the like crime culture slash capitalism as the major benefactor um, and the reason to our current habits and ways of living and seeing rest and the the world really. You have probably heard of the circadian rhythm. Um, it's it's a natural cycle cycle of being asleep and being awake. Um, basically, all living beings have beings have one. Like even plants have circadian rhythms. Um, uh, uh, those have nothing to do with how light it is in the room at, at the certain time. Um, there have been some crazy experiments with humans going to caves for like weeks or months um, to figure out whether or not we have that same circadian response that plants do, and we do. But it's not precisely twenty four hours. There is like some individual variance between. Uh, well, something less than 24 and up to like 28 or something. It depending on your age also. There there are evidence that we are really are like morning people and night owls. Um, and that it can be even be like genetically inherited. Some people just have their peak wakeful, wakefulness during the morning or like early afternoon. And for some it's the day and the evening or even during the night. Which is, I think, like very inconvenient for the leather people, uh, for for like the night people, since society generally doesn't acknowledge that being like a sensible or better option. But you're there forcing yourself to to wake up at sunrise. But anyways, let's go back to um, that on another episode. Besides the circadian rhythm, we have something called the sleep pressure, and while circadian rhythm is controlled by melatonin, the sleep pressure is con controlled by a chemical called adenosine. Um, the sleep pressure simply makes you sleepy, wanting to fall asleep. And we actually regulate it quite heavily with another chemical, all of us, most of us. It's called caffeine. You, you might have heard of it. What caffeine basically does is suppressing the effect of adenosine, 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 making us sleepy. But when caffeine wears off, it all comes like crashing down to us at once. It doesn't remove the chemical from our body. It just like suppresses its effect. Um, and I guess that that's a feeling that's pretty familiar to anyone who who drinks caffeine on a daily basis. Anyways, we actually have a dip in alertness during the afternoon hours, usually between like 1 and 3 p.m. If you have woken up at like the common Western time of capitalist time of, uh, of 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. Um, and just like with the circadian cycle, otherwise, this like uh, afternoon dip is completely natural and it's hardwired to us just the way that that we can go to a cave and, and where there is no light and still have a 24-hour cycle of, of sleeping and alertness or sleeping and wakefulness. Um, we often combat this like afternoon dip or um, this, this cycle with more caffeine, um, especially since the natural clock and the caffeine breakdown often happen in the same moment. 
and we're not only tired because because of the circadian rhythm we also get tired because of the surge of adenosine that caffeine has been suppressing from the beginning of the day and that's why it's often something we can't resist uh, but find it hard to to work through those hours um it can be also be like experienced with like you get you start to crave carbs or sugar during those hours like afternoon hours because because your body craves fast energy to keep itself going but um, as the circadian cycle or the rhythm ebbs and flows further into the day we regain our alertness after the the afternoon dip not only that um, by basic ways of sleeping so sleeping twice in a 24-hour cycle, is also proven to be a natural way of sleeping. Um, this is still part of the culture in other parts of the world, um, but not often in this global north where I am currently living, or most of my viewers, or listeners are currently living. Um, and evolutionary scientists have proven that like pre-industrial humans, all, all the way back to like hunter-gatherers, actually took a nap in the middle of the day, uh, around the time that we naturally start to get feel drowsy, have the dip. Um, like, is there a better argument in this, in the current society? I feel like whenever you say that we've been doing this since we were hunter-gatherers, everyone's like, mm, okay, okay, this is the real truth then. <clears throat> so, in summary, and where I wanted to go with this, is that napping is actually something that's inherently natural for humans. Wow. It's something that's regulated by our bodies the same way as going to sleep at night is. We're still incredibly against it because it doesn't go well together with the idea of humans as like working machines. It disrupts the productive focus during the day or the like entire idea of productivity. While it has been proven to actually increase productivity, um, the idea of taking an hour to yourself to sleep in the afternoon is absolutely impossible in the society we live in. Um, <clears throat> it would actually make us like listen to our bodies and act, act as humans instead of uh, robots on the assembly line, which is obviously why I'm preaching about this. <laughs> I could go like on and on about the benefits of naps, like you know, increased ability to learn and remember things or memory capacity in general. Uh, you're in a better mood, you're more alert, you're more energized. But I think we all kind of like know those to an extent. We know what sleep does to us and what not sleeping does to us. And it, nothing is really the same. We we know sleep is good for us, but there are so strong like social constructions around it that we're not willing to think about it even like and as an option i think that one of the good outcomes of the like pandemic has been that people work from home a lot more meaning that we have the ability ability to um, be a lot more flexible with how we structure our days and it gives the possibility to consider taking a nap during a working day uh, often often in an office or whatever location we work at there is no such chance God, I mean, people are not even allowed breaks in some jobs, which is I'm absolutely ridiculous. Uh, talking about extracting people for labor power and the benefit of the capitalist society. But before I get too upset over this, let's let's get back to napping. As I said, there is a plethora of, of like physiological or biological reasons why we should be sleeping during the day. But as I also noted, there is a sense of like freedom and exercising your humanness in it all 
It's a very, very strong way of claiming agency. Listening to yourself and and not caring about the society's pressure to be constantly productive. It's very freeing. Also, such a way of, of caring for yourself. Because um, you're really doing it only for you. Nobody else benefits di directly. I mean, maybe your better mood might be brightened someone else's day also. Um, but there is no, like, company or corporation or, or other than, than benefits from you resting. Um, unlike there is for treating yourself to another coffee in the afternoon or going to the gym. I mean, again, I'm not saying those are wrong. I'm just pointing out how great and great of an alternative resting is. How does one start napping then? Uh, according to Matthew Walker, to, we get the best benefits of from sleeping uh, like 30 to 60 minutes, but shorter naps between like 10 and 20 minutes also have like similar uh, effect, but like less possible drowsiness. So here is how to nap 101. One, um, pick a time when you feel most tired. Just like observe yourself for a while. For me, this is somewhere around like 2 p.m. Um, two, pick a spot for napping. It can be on the bed, on a couch, on a in a park, beach, on the floor, or in a chair. Um, whatever is your preference um, and what's avail available, obviously. I don't actually go to sleep, like, in my bed. I make my bed and I have, like, a bedspread on it every day. So I just sleep on the sp bedspread because sleeping inside the bed is <clears throat> is for, for, for nighttime. Um, anyways, three. Uh, set an alarm. Um, depending, of course, on, to, on your ability to fall asleep. I often struggle to fall asleep, so I set the alarm from like 30 to 45 minutes from when I lay down, so that I get like 20 to 50, 15 to 20 minutes of sleep. Um, four, relax. <laughs> That's the easy part, right? <clears throat> um, listen to music, whatever you usually do to fall asleep. Don't just like scroll your phone if you have the opportunity to actually sleep. If you don't have the opportunity to actually sleep, um, then I th I'd say scrolling your phone is it's a good alternative to disconnect from the reality and, and just take some time for yourself, right? And step five is to repeat. Um, Obviously, this is not something that comes at once, especially if you're used to being like super riled up all the day um, and and like fighting the urge to sleep. Um, but it comes with repetition because your body will get used to it. There's like newly risen opportunity to rest. So even if it takes some time, go lay down or sit down always at the same time. And even if you can't fall asleep, the time just like consciously resting is going to do wonders also. I remember this comment from a friend who was like very sleep deprived and I told them to go to bed um, for a while during the day. I mean, if you haven't slept, just go to, go to sleep. It would make them feel better. And, and they just replied that they never nap because napping is so unproductive and they just get anxiety over it. And I think this is like the culmination of how rest is governed by like external forces and how those values, uh, again, have become so deeply internalized. And it's such a gr great example of why resting or napping isn't just, it's, it's, it isn't seen as an option or a solution. 
even if resting or napping is a solution to your current situation, like sleep deprivation, it's completely unavailable. It's like unattractive. It's out of the question. And why? Because it's not productive? <laughs> Pro- productive to who? It's definitely productive to you. And even if it isn't, if it isn't considered to be wildly productive, then I think it's it's time to be a bit more unproductive. I think, and I think that this is such a good way not only to be more mindful of the like expectation that the current way of living in the world is trying to push push on us, but also to take get a better care of yourself. While I would love to preach about rest as an anti-capitalist practice, my goal is always to make people feel better and to give like tools and perspectives to start to be a bit more critical of the expectations that, that are put on us. Like that that's why I'm really doing this podcast also. I might not have the resources to help you all to stop working full time and start resting more even if I wanted to. But what can I what I can provide is some insight to why things are the way they are, and maybe some tools on dismantling it at all. When we talk more about things like napping as adults, we also contribute to the normalization of these uh, topics, removing the stigma, and we make the concepts more more accessible. And maybe next time, instead of dismissing the idea of sleeping in the middle of the day, we do like our ancestors have done for centuries and go for a nap. That's um, all for today's episode. Um, come check the Instagram at uh, Unproductivity Pod for more content, and I will actually start making more stuff there soon. Um, and maybe we can start a napping circle. Wouldn't that be cool? And hip, something new. Anyways, as always, uh, thank you so much for listening, and until next time.